Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome to Made for More, the show that explores the cultural battles and spiritual warfare of this modern world, as seen through the eyes of two brother Knights of Columbus. And now, here are your hosts, Brother Michael Clay and Brother Vince Vasquez. Welcome to Made for More. My name is Vince Vasquez, and I'm here with my co-host, Brother Michael Klett. We are both members of the Knights of Columbus and excited to be here. Brother Michael, how are you? Uh, Brother Vince, I am blessed. You know, that's the answer I always give. But, you know, I'm truly blessed. You know, it's been a while since we've been in the studio, and I'm I'm happy to be here with you and uh, anxious to uh, talk to you about a few things today. Oh, yeah. Same here, Brother Michael. I know we've we both been busy with our real world jobs. I had a, a, a job change and, and it's just uh, put a lot on me and put a lot of hours on, on my plate. And it's it's kind of pulled me away from doing some of the other things that I like to love and do so much. How about amen, you? Amen. Yeah, I've got I've got the same problem. I, I uh, started a new job with a, uh, uh, an aerospace company. And uh, they want a lot out of me for what they're paying me. And I'm loving the job. It was absolutely a right choice, but it, it is keeping me busy. So I'm having fun at it, but um, just not getting everything done that I want to get done. Yeah, but you know what? We're here today, and that's what's important. And, you know, we're going to do our work, and we're going to spread the good news that is the gospel of our Jesus and, and just spread the joy. And that's what I'm excited to do. And I'll tell you why I'm so excited. You know, we had a couple of events that we have uh, hosted uh, here in the Orange County uh, area since uh, Michael and I have last been on the air. And um, one of them was an event that we we held at the Christ Cathedral in uh, October, the first uh, Saturday in October. And it was an Orange Walk for Life. It was a walk for life. Originally, it started in the city of Orange, and it's grown to be at the cathedral. And it was just a wonderful event. And it was uh, an event that had, uh, it was mass that was celebrated with all three of our bishops there. It was trilingual. And then there was a rosary. That was a trilingual rosary. And then there was a wonderful Eucharistic procession that went from the Our Lady of Levang Shrine all the way around the cathedral. And then back to the Our Lady of Levang Shrine. And it was... uh the Eucharistic procession was wonderful because behind it was about 3,000 people all walking for life. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And our, our state deputy, uh, Steve Bolton, our brother Knight, labeled it uh, a walk that Jesus led because yeah. we, we had the Eucharist. It was a walk for life that Jesus led. And it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful event. Yeah, well, if you had the uh, Eucharist out front, you definitely had Jesus leading the procession because Jesus is in the Eucharist. So I've got a question for you. I didn't make that event, so I'm I'm going to have to live it through you. 
Um, you say you walked around the cathedral. By that, do you mean you walked around the building? So let me try to paint the picture a, a little bit better. So we, we had the canopy over the, the Eucharist, and we walked around the whole perimeter of the building. So around around the whole exterior. And one of the great things was uh, when we turned a corner, I looked up and we had Brother Knights of Columbus's members uh, from the Knights on Bikes, and they were lined up to form an aisleway. Mm-hmm. And as the Eucharist passed them, they kneeled and almost as if it was a military salute, you know, in the, in the parade, but it was a kneel. They were kneeling and I was, I was walking in the, in the procession and I heard one lady mention, look at the knights worshiping our Lord. Praise them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just a, Beautiful, beautiful experience. I can't wait to, to next year. And the great news is Bishop Van has given his blessing that we're going to host that event at the cathedral <laughs> for the first on the first weekend in October for the next five years. Wow, that's beautiful. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're, we're uh, continuing forward with our efforts at, at pro life. Lord knows we've we've got some problems, especially in our state regarding life issues and we need to we need to respect life we need to support life if we don't you know it was um pope saint john paul ii said something like if we don't support life uh, not much else matters if we don't protect the holy innocence then we're we're pretty well lost so we need to we need to support that and work those causes because it's one of the most important things that we can do yes and as mother Teresa said uh, to her address at the United Nations, the greatest destroyer of peace in the world today is abortion. And it was difficult going through Prop 1. We was uh, approved by our state. That's a horrific, horrific law that went into place. Uh, We're not going to touch upon it too much today, but we did our efforts. Uh, I was on the phone bank and we, we helped get uh the word out but um unfortunately i think uh the way the law was written it was almost rigged against us but nevertheless brother michael let us do remind our listeners that we're you're listening to made for more here on spirit filled media and again my name is vince vasquez and with my brother brother michael clett and brother michael we went to a great event together a little bit ago the i thirst conference you recall that Oh, yeah. Back on uh, November 19th, I Thirst, I Thirst Orange County. Uh, this is um, an initiative that was was uh, started by uh, Deacon Steve Greco, also a brother knight of Columbus. And um, he wanted a Eucharistic uh, revival. The, the catchphrase for the event was where Eucharistic revival empowers evangelization. We had it there at also uh, at Christ Cathedral. And uh, we had a, a great lineup of uh, musicians and speakers, and and uh, we had mass, and it was absolutely a glorious day. It really was. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay for the entire day, but I just thoroughly enjoyed that so much. Uh, God willing, I'm going. I want to go to one of the other cities that this uh, I thirst is going to visit this uh, year, and. 
and maybe attend a, an event in another city where I can attend the whole day, just because it's so mon- wonderful. The, the speakers that Deacon Steve and, and the rest uh, put together are, are motivating. And it's, I don't know if it's a motivate, it's motivating me because I want to do a little bit of that. I want to somehow, I want to spread a little bit of that good news with people. And when I left that conference that day, I was really excited. Yeah, it it was a conference different than most of the Catholic conferences that I've gone to. Most of the conferences that I go to are a little more, I'll use the word sedate, although I don't know that that's necessarily the right word because the material, the information, the presenters are very much excited and exciting. And uh, I appreciate that, but they weren't in the excitement level. I don't know how to describe it. They weren't to the level of I thirst. I thirst felt like a, uh, a good old fashioned Southern Baptist revival meeting. Very it charismatic. Yes, it did. Yeah, very charismatic. I love, you know, the speakers I hear at other conferences, but this one was, was a definitely a, a charismatic tent revival style meeting. At first, it was almost shocking because that's not what I'm used to in the Catholic Church. But, you know, as time went by, I really came to appreciate it. Yeah, and, and I I remember when that when we were getting going in the morning and there was the the praise music going on and when I hear praise music I want to get up I want to raise my hands to the sky and shout praise the Lord but the inside of me wants to be a Catholic guy and just sit there with my hands on my lap and <laughs> you know so I, I'm like in between you know <laughs> and I don't know if some the Lord is pushing me up or Satan's pushing me down but uh, it's kind of a struggle and that in that morning I was like okay do I want because there were some people that were you know truly able to I, I think I'm maybe not able but truly experienced the the music and the praise uh, the praise and worship music uh, with their outward signs of their emotion so it, but me i i love that i want to be that but i'm still a little little bit uh, reserved when it comes to doing that list in public <laughs> yeah but yeah the, yeah the charismatic features of or feeling of that event that's really awesome it's yeah so I'm, I'm really i'm really glad i went and um i, th- I think i might have mentioned to you uh when we weren't recording at some point I wound up, uh, the Orange County Curcio had a table outside of uh, Ithurst. I went over and I talked to them and uh, I signed up for a Curcio weekend while I was there. And uh, I've committed to it and I'm looking forward to it. So um, I will be able to uh, say in the future that I am a a Curcista and um, the phrase De Caloris will probably make sense to me after after the weekend, um, I know a little bit about Curcio. Um, in fact, maybe we should get a show together with the, the deacon who is responsible for Curcio in Orange County. But uh, yeah, and our and our brother, our brother Andy Sisson, who we've had on the show before, is involved, and I know he's one of the presenters of this upcoming conference as well. That Curcio, I gosh, I want to go. That I'm praying on that. You know, if it, I hope that fits in my schedule. You know, it took me a long time to get to a retreat. <laughs> so this this uh, upcoming one, I I'm not going to be able to attend. But uh, God willing, I I want to attend that because everyone that I've spoken to that's gone to Curcio has said nothing but it else, but it's life changing. 
Yeah. So I know the Curcio starts Thursday evening, and then it's all day Friday, all day Saturday, and I believe most of the day Sunday. And one of the uh, things that come out of Curcio is they talk about um, every day of your life after the weekend is the fourth day of your Curcio. So you do three days with the whole team, and then you live the fourth day every day of your life for the rest of your life. It's a wonderful thought. It's a wonderful view. And I sound like I, I, you know, like maybe I know what I'm talking about, but trust me, I'm not sure what I'm talking about because I haven't gone on the weekend. Um, But friends of mine over the years have been very involved in uh, Curcio. I used to listen to a Curcio podcast. um, And so I I gleaned a little bit from that. And uh, so I was kind of waiting for the Holy Spirit to, to guide me and motivate me. And I had just gotten to the point where I was ready to attend a Curcio weekend. And I was in the process of getting signed up and then COVID happened. And we're finally far enough along past COVID or towards the tail end of COVID, however you want to put it. And uh, so I'm, I'm ready to, uh, I was starting to think about it a little bit. And it was uh, definitely a God moment there at the table or was uh, Curcio outside of I Thirst. And uh, so I got to talk to them and and uh, it seems like it's time. So so I'm getting that together. And yeah, it's, you know, it's hard with the, the with the new work schedule. I mean, I work on a Friday, uh, you know, Friday is a work day, right? So I actually had to put in for a vacation day to be able to um, attend the weekend. And so the vacation day had to fit in with the new job and so on. And uh, I just committed to it. And I think that's what, what we're called to do. That was one of the things I got out of I Thirst is we need to commit to Jesus. We need to be all in. We need to be evangelists. You know, when you start evangelizing, it seems really hard. But over time, it gets easier and easier, I think, because you get more comfortable with it. It was like, you know, like when you were in the chair wanting to stand up and, and raise your hands and, and wanting to uh, stay there and sit in the chair and sit still at the same time. I think um, had you made the choice to stand up, uh, the next time it happened, it would be easier to stand up because you did it here at I Thirst and it didn't, you know, nothing <laughs> went wrong or anything. And so over time, it gets easier. Yeah, and you know, and I again, I left that that conference, and I was so motivated and so excited. And then something happened, and I don't know if it was the holidays, I don't know it, what it was, but I stopped doing anything other than just going to church. All of a sudden, as soon as that was over, I left there so so excited, and I'm like, God, I can't wait to. To, what what could, what could I do? We're talking, I know you and I and uh, one of our brothers, Brother Tom Haas, are talking about maybe doing something at our local parish. And, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm so excited. And then it stopped. And then I, I realized I wasn't listening. I wasn't praying the rosary on the way to work. I was listening to music. I wasn't, I was losing my relationship with God. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's going on here? This is not right. This is, this is wrong. And I put the pedal to the metal and went to trade hard. Why all of a sudden do I, do I just want to be just a regular guy? Why do I just want to be that, that Catholic that, you know, that just goes to church and goes home. And I, you know, I think it's the devil coming to say, stop. He's saying, stop Vince. Don't go tell the people how your life has changed when I truly started to understand Jesus and how he cares for us and how, what he did for us. And, and all of a sudden it stopped. 
and it's the devil. And I, and I truly believe that because God is so good. God is so, so good. And little by little, you know, things, the devil will get in there. And I truly think that was happening. And you and I were, our, our schedules were, were tough. I said, you know what? Let's get back at it. I'm chomping at the bits. And I'm so, so excited, you know, that we're here again and, uh, we're, we're going to be sharing our, just the good news that, that is to be had when we truly understand our relationship with God. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard it said that in your relationship with the Lord, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. There is no standing still. If you think you're standing still, you're actually moving backwards. Yeah. You know, the evil one wants to get into our heads, get into our lives and uh, really distract us. And it is an effort to stay focused on the Lord. But I think that's why, uh, you know, St. Paul talks about praying without ceasing. I think that uh, praying without ceasing, when you keep your ear turned towards God so that he can whisper in your ear, um, I think he does, in fact, talk to you. And the hard part is actually us listening. So it's a, you know, it's a funny thing. I'm going to make a right turn on you here and call an audible. Because um, you reminded me of something that, that I wanted to talk about at some point, And I think this is an appropriate place to do it. So God talks to us where we are. And I, I kind of think he talks to us all the time. There's the example in the Bible after the uh, disciples come out of the upper room, after Jesus has uh, resurrected and uh, disappeared. And Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and anoints them with fire. Um, after they're anointed with fire... They come out of the upper room and they start talking to the crowd. So these these uh, men were these uh, disciples, these apostles. Uh, they were speaking in their native language, their native tongue, and yet everybody in the crowd understood what they were saying. Everybody in the crowd heard them speaking in their native language. So they were speaking in one language, and the people were hearing a different language. And I think that happens a lot. Um, I think if we talk to a priest, you would find out, and I'm sure this happens, that the, the people in the pews don't hear what the priest said in the homily. They hear something different. I think that is often the case, because many times I've gone to a church and listened to a homily. There was one example. I went to, to Mass in Singapore, at a, just a, a, an English Mass in Singapore, because I wanted to at least keep my Sunday obligation to go to Mass. I wanted to go to Mass. I mean, I just figured, well, this is Singapore. They're, the homily is not going to apply to me because the priest is going to talk to Singaporeans. And uh, the priest gave his homily. And when he got done, I kind of sat back in the pew and thought for a moment and went, how did he know I was going to be here today? Because his homily felt like he was talking to me directly. Yeah, I love it. And um, it, my uh, take on it at the time was, you know, we're all human. We all have the same temptations and the same trials and the same tribulations. And we're all human. But it could have also been the Holy Spirit remolding what the priest was saying into what I needed to hear. I've been on retreats. Uh, my wife and I have presented marriage encounter weekends. And I can tell you without a doubt that the couples that attend a weekend, and by the way, in my opinion, every married couple should attend a mar worldwide marriage encounter weekend. But the couples on the weekend don't necessarily hear what we said they hear what they needed to hear, and the Holy Spirit takes care of the translation. And so I have a lot of struggles, and I, I try to remember in all of my struggles and all of my uh, 
things that I've got going on, I want to uh, remember God. So I always try to to keep him in mind and say a few words with him, have a little conversation with him as we go. So consequently, um, I'm always trying to listen to him. And, and you know, it's in the busyness and it's um, in everything else. I know exactly what you're saying, because I, I it's it's complicated how God can talk to us directly through the through a priest like that. But Satan can interfere with it just the same. Yeah. So where I wanted to go, though, is, you know, a lot of times I listen to um, secular music. Um, I do enjoy it. I, I enjoy some religious music on occasion. But I was listening to one song here the other day. And it was uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels Band. And I've heard that song probably a hundred or more times. It's one of my uh, favorite songs. It's uh, it's just great. But this day I was listening to it and I heard a uh, a segment that sounded a little different to me. I heard it through the lens of the Holy Spirit. So let me play a, a clip for it. So hold on. Well, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man, saw him on a fiddle and playing it hot. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. You probably didn't even know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll just make a bet with you. Now, you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but let's give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul. I think I'm better than you. Boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'm going to take your bet. You're going to regret I'm the best as ever been. Anyway, so as you heard in that, that clip, the southern fiddle player uh, makes a bet with the uh, devil or takes the bet with the devil. And even this morning, as I was thinking about this again, it struck me a different way yet again. So when I heard it the first time, I was thinking, most of us are never going to intentionally sell our soul to the devil. Um, I, I suspect that there are people in the world that have, that have chosen the evil way for for riches, for fame, for fortune, for whatever. Uh, but I think we tend to sell our soul, we all sell our souls to the devil in little ways, in this little sin and that little sin. And I think that's that's kind of the, the thing is a lot of us are looking for or trying to avoid the big sin because that's going to damn us to hell. And we don't fight against, or at least I don't seem to fight against the little sin quite as hard as I as I ought to. And then as I was thinking about this uh, again later, I started thinking, you know, the fiddle player probably did sell his soul in that um, encounter because of the arrogance that he displayed, the arrogance that he thought he was better than the devil and was willing to take the devil head on in, uh, in a bet. I think that's another way that, uh, you know, one of the uh, pride and arrogance one of the great uh, the great evils of our uh, of our times. So anyway, I was just thinking about that. Here's a secular song, and it's hitting me in a very spiritual way. And I think it's partly because I'm trying to keep an ear towards God, and the Holy Spirit is fixing things up. Well, Brother Michael, I think we're just getting a little bit uh, towards the end of our show here. We talked about some events. I wanted to uh, talk about something that's coming up that we would like to promote, and it's uh, coming up on February the 18th at Santiago de Compostela Catholic Church. And this is the Knights of Columbus, Orange County Chapter Day of Sharing Poker Tournament. And it's uh, a tournament where we raise funds to put on an annual or to help put on an annual uh, carnival that is uh, for the intellectual disability community. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful event. And uh, this poker tournament 
helps us to put that on. So if you are interested in, in helping support, you can donate, you can play. Go to eventbrite.com and search for Day of Sharing Poker Tournament. And you'll see it there in Orange County on February the 18th at Santiago de Compostela. Amen, amen. Yeah, if you're a poker player, this is a great way to uh, have some fun and uh, faith and fellowship. Still reach out and help the intellectually disabled that that need uh, so much from us. And Brother Michael, uh, let us close our show today. Um, We just uh, lost Pope Benedict. So let us uh, remember and just thank God for his years of service and leadership to us all here in the Catholic Church. And so I want to thank all of our listeners for uh, taking the time to to listen to us. Uh, Hopefully some of what we said made some sense to you. And uh, it's been uh, great. This has been uh, Made for More on Spirit-Filled Radio with co-hosts Brother Vince Vasquez and myself, Brother Michael Clutt. We'll see you next time. listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network. Tell a friend. No, no, no. Tell ten friends. You're listening to Spirit-Filled Radio. Oftentimes, it's the most subtle things we do or don't do that become a witness to others. Listen to the words of Katie Dawson. She's Director of Parish Evangelization and Faith Formation for the Diocese of Orange. I love it when someone asks me, why are you like this? Why do you do that? When we provoke curiosity by the way that we live our lives day to day, either with those closest to us or with those that are just on the more peripheral margins of our life. When we behave in a way that is different because Jesus is in our life, that's very interesting to people. For more great content, check out spiritfilledevents.com. Spirit-Filled Radio is in partnership with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. Spiritfilledevents.com. It's the feeling you get when you see a familiar face in a crowd of strangers. It's the way the embrace of a loved one feels after a hard day. That feeling is comfort. And it's what we provide to families who turn to O'Connor Mortuary in their moment of need. More than just providing quality funeral service, we provide the necessary guidance and support to help Catholic families and people of all faiths and cultures process grief and heal their hearts. We are here to help every step of the way. For compassionate comforts in a time of loss, call O'Connor Mortuary in Laguna Hills. You can reach us at 949-581-4300. That's 949-581-4300. O'Connor Mortuary is a sponsor partner of Spirit-Filled Radio. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.